The BYU football program held their third and final scrimmage of training camp. They have wrapped things up. They begin game week preparation today as they get ready for the season opener against USF. What to make of that third and final scrimmage? You'll hear from both Kalani Sitake as well as Aaron Roderick on today's show. And obviously we'll talk about the big news involved in NIL and Built Bar for the BYU football program. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making us here on Locked On Cougars, your first listen of the day. We are very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, this is your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Big thank you for taking the time to download the show or watch it on YouTube, wherever you might be tuning in from. A big thank you once again. By way of introduction, for any of you who may be checking this out for the very first time, my name is Jake. I work for the KSL Sports Zone and Salt Lake City, Utah is the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning drive. But then in my off hours, I obviously do this podcast and absolutely love being with you guys. BYU football, the program is wrapped up training camp. And that uh, is not all that surprising considering we heard that USF was already beginning game week preparation for BYU earlier this week. I think Monday was when they were officially going to turn the page. BYU held their third and final scrimmage of training camp yesterday at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Uh, any of you out there who were able to watch the highlights on social media. Saw some nice plays. Uh, one person that stood out in particular in the highlights, and let's be real, this is a lot of uh, clipping and editing and whatnot, but Braden Cosper showed really, really well uh, based on those highlights. Some nice catches. It had a touchdown reception from Jaron Hall that was uh, pinpoint accuracy uh, in the end zone on a deep route. So there are a lot of good things happening for Braden Cosper. Just a, a note on him is if he can stay healthy, there's no reason to think that he can't be wide receiver three or even uh, at the worst right, wide receiver four behind Puka Nakua and Gunnar Romney. Now, neither of those two players participated in BYU's final scrimmage. Uh, you'll hear from Aaron Roderick here momentarily. He'll talk about the fact that they actually held out a number of players uh, from this scrimmage, just making sure that everybody's healthy ahead of the upcoming season. But it was good to see Dylan Holker getting reps in the scrimmage. I understand that Isaac Rex is, uh, excuse me, Isaac Rex is also out there to, still continuing to participate, even though he's not necessarily 100% with that ankle. So the good news is BYU, I think, has managed things very, very well. Kalani Sitake did tell the media there have been no season-ending injuries coming out of training camp. I don't remember the last time we could have said that about the BYU football program. So that's some really big news right there in its own right. So, uh, to get a perspective on the BYU offense and one that I, I think that Aaron Roderick is less than enthused with his guys because he came off the field and sounded uh, less than happy with how his offense performed. Here you go, BYU offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick. Uh, we did some good things. It was you know back and forth. Um... Our scrimmages have been very even all along, and um, I wouldn't. We weren't tackling to the ground today, so it's hard to like. It's just hard to know a lot of plays. You're just estimating where the ball might be, the referees are, and that kind of thing. And so, um, and we held out some good players too. So it's um, you know it's it's not always a accurate representation maybe of where we might be, but. Thought we did some good things. We did some other things not so well. Um, things we got to work on, and but we're making progress, and we're going to be good on offense. If you could name two 
time, and I guess you're a little more weak out from the game, but what, what would be your chief concern or concerns for your offense getting this close to game time? Um, I don't want to say. Sorry. I, I, I can't say. I, I want to keep working on on our, you know, we, we're, we're going to be good. I'm really confident we're going to be really good, but there's some things we got to work on still. And, um, you know, just sorry, just strategic reasons. I don't want to say what those things are. Yeah, Aaron, I wanted to ask you about Chris Brooks. Uh, you brought him in as a grad transfer. How has he fit in? Uh, you've gone through spring ball with him now and obviously gone through training camp here. How has he fit in and where do you think he's excelled? Um, Chris has been a great addition to our team since he got here. Um, very professional. He, he came here with a purpose in mind, learned our offense very quickly, as, as fast as I've ever seen anyone learn it. Um, guy's all business every day, practices the right way. He's a great teammate. He gives credit to other people. And um, he's, he's a good player. I expect, him to, I expect him to do a lot of good things for us this year. Are there any position groups or, I guess, uh, position battles you still feel like need to be settled, or have you essentially set out your depth chart at this point? Yeah, there's a lot of battles, and they're ongoing. I mean, the old line thing is that might be a season-long thing, you know, and, and uh, there's some good players there that, you know, no matter what we do, there's going to be a couple good guys standing on the sideline and at times and uh, trying to figure out a how or if we're going to rotate guys or just play the same five and all that so there's a lot there to talk about and um, that battle is ongoing and it will be week to week you know you did, when you get named a starter at any position it's not like you just you're declared the starter for 12 games you got to produce and um, the guy behind you is going to be pushing you and so we have those battles at o-line at receiver at tight end at, and uh, i would say also at running back and so it's it's a never, never ending process throughout the season. Philosophically, are you opposed to rotating offensive linemen on just on an, in an average year, or are you okay with that if you have to do it? Not, not opposed to it at all. I've done it before, and and uh, I actually think there's a lot of merit to it if you have a if you have a good system for it, and you're you know we, all of our guys have played a lot together, so um, there's a lot of continuity there with the different lineups we've had in the past year or two. So there's a chance that, that we might do that, but I'm not opposed to it, but I also, I like the competition. And I want, I would love to just, would love it if just five guys were clearly the best five, but if, if there's two other guys or one other guy that are on that level, then we'll, we'll treat them like they're on that level and find a way to get them some playing time. With regards to Jaron, uh, he's going into will be a, a, a third season as a, a guy who started games for a third straight year. I know it's his second, I guess, full year as a starter. Where do you think he has improved the most at this training camp as opposed to previous camps you've seen him in? Uh, just his overall um, his overall control of our offense you know he's he's capable of doing doing a lot of things uh pre-snap for us I mean, he gets you know he gets us in the right play very often uh he did he did a lot more last year than than we had ever done before uh we did more more audibles a year ago than we've ever done and um he gets us in the right place and uh last year i mean Never said much about this, but like the Utah game last year, that was his second start, and he was checking, 
he was checking a lot of plays in that game, changing changing a lot of plays, getting us into the right right run plays. Um, he does he does a lot of things at the line of scrimmage for us that uh, um, you know give us a chance for success. You know, so we don't all, don't always have to call the perfect play because Jaron can get us in it. And I would say that's the area he's improved the most. Um, but he's he's improved in all areas and still got work to do. There you go, Aaron Roderick, and I probably should have clarified before I played the clip that he was working in apparently in the middle of a construction zone. There was something going on over there at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and I'm surprised he wasn't wearing a hard hat, honestly, just based on the the grinding, the cutting, the metalwork that was going on seemingly around him. But I apologize, I probably should have clarified that before you played the clip. You'll actually hear some of that same stuff in the clip we're going to play from Kalani Satake coming up here in just a moment. But that was a very interesting uh, tidbit at the very end. Uh, Jaron Hall, he talked about the fact that Jaron's able to check BYU into the good plays, or I guess the the, the better plays uh, in their offense. That's actually the sign of a guy who understands this offense inside and out. And at, at the point that Jaron is in his career at BYU, he's been around the program for is it five years now. He better know this offense inside and out. He he's worked under Jeff Grimes. He's now worked under Aaron Roderick for the better part of three seasons. He the, he knows this offense and his ability, as you heard uh, Coach Roderick say against Utah, etc. Last season really got them into some good situations. And that. That, that's something that you can really, really benefit from with a senior quarterback, the stature of a guy like Jaron Hall. He's obviously looking to have one of those stellar senior seasons and then go out and make his mark in the pro ranks, hopefully. But that was really cool to hear. And you also uh, kind of heard that he he's still not happy with how the offense is performing. One thing I did notice, and I, I failed to note this earlier as well, is that in the highlights uh, from practice, Kingsley Suomataia was not in any of the highlights. And that could very easily be BYU, as they've talked about throughout training camp. They've been very uh, quick to give guys a day off here and there when they need it. So maybe Kingsley, I know he's young, I, I get all that, but maybe he was getting a day off. I saw that Campbell Barrington was lining up a right tackle. I think I also saw a clip where Harris Lachance was in at the right tackle spot that he uh, was the starter for most of the season last year before being injured. So some uh, positives and negatives coming out of the offensive side of things for BYU. We'll let you hear from Kalani Sitake, his assessment of the scrimmage here momentarily. First of all, a word from our friends over at NHTSA. Uh, any of you out there, you can talk about this as much as we want, but until you experience it firsthand, I don't necessarily think it, that it hits home. But drunk driving, folks, is no joke. Everybody knows the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everybody from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads. Their job to save lives. Many of you out there, in the sound of my voice, I don't think any of you would do this, but if you would, I want you to reconsider this because it's a scary, it's a dangerous, and it's a downright deadly situation you can find yourself in. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again my friends. Get an Uber, find a ride share, get yourself home safely, and also keep those around you in our community safe as well. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life forever or change your life or someone else's forever drive sober or get pulled over a reminder for you guys, the Ultimate College Football Preview is here, my friends. It's a seven-episode preview with local college experts, team experts, and Odyssey College Football insiders. It is everything you need to be ready for the upcoming college football season in one spot. They're doing conference-by-conference conference, uh, breakdowns, Heisman Trophy favorites, all that stuff. they got it covered for you guys. Search for the Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, time now to let you hear from the head coach of the BYU football program, Kalani Sitake, his assessment. 
then some of the questions I asked him after BYU's third and final scrimmage at training camp. I'll give you some of my takeaways as soon as we play this clip. Roll it. I feel I feel comfortable with the football IQ from our players and the team chemistry. I feel really good about that. I, I I see that these guys really love each other and care for each other, and, and um, they honestly love being on the field today. Um, they they didn't know what to expect, and and we probably made it harder than what I think even some of the coaches were expecting. And no no complaints. The guys respond the right way, and I just wanted to test them just to see, you know, if we could get some complaints and there's. The guys actually wanted to keep playing, and, and that's a that's a good group. So I wasn't really trying to find a way to trick them, but I just wanted to see how they would respond to more plays and another drive and another drive and another drive when it was getting hot. And, and um, the guys love football, man. So uh, I, I, they love each other. They love the game. They love who they represent while they're on the field and off the field. And so that, I'm, I'm, I'm really comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with our, with our, um, with our conditioning, you know, so... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how, how it performs on Saturday, next week, Saturday. But, yeah, I, I feel really good about where we're at right now. I, I just want to get out there and play against uh, – get so far against each other as a head coach, it doesn't really matter because if the offense does well in a play, then, then I'm happy. If the defense does well, I'm happy. And uh, so, uh, you know, as long as we're we, – we just – we're sick of playing against each other. We want to play against somebody else. and. And uh, this is the right moment to end camp, and let's let's start putting all our efforts and our energy focused on on uh, South Florida, and, and they'll be ready to play. I mean, this this is a, everybody's undefeated right now, so first game is going to be a, lo- a lot of excitement. They have some new bodies and some new players, and uh, I, I think uh, they have a really really good coaching staff, and they'll have their guys ready. There's a lot of talent on their team, so we have to be ready, to make sure that we're performing at our best. We saw the official announcement from Bill Barr this morning. They're going to re-up their NIL deal with the football program. How important is that for you to have it as a team-wide deal, just to have it running for a second straight year? Yeah, just re- I mean, so much appreciation to, to Bill and to Nick Greer and, and, and that company for um, just loving our boys and, and doing it the right way. And, and I, I like the that they kind of, they re-upped it, but they added some things that are new, that are new and different to it. And, and uh, I like that they're using our players to help promote service and 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 doing good for other people, specifically children, and feeding the needy. It's, it's, this is going to be a really cool, um, you know, really cool program for our players to be involved with, and, and not just about getting paid and making money, but actually helping people. And so that's right in line with what we want to get done as a program, and definitely in line with with our with our our school and our, you know our university and our, our church. So uh, it, it helps motivate our. Players players and they're, they're already motivated to serve and help others but it's, it's just another uh, another pat on the back and, and, and uh, making sure that there's others that appreciate what we do and um, it helps that they, they pay our guys to do that and it's you know the, it's another thing to change name image and likeness but to help it help the NIL help others as well not just for yourself that that's a cool program I'll always be about that i remember during spring ball and i think you also may have brought it up early on in training camp that, that you wanted us to keep talking about the defense and their struggles a year ago because you said you wanted to hear that to motivate them how do you feel like your defense has responded so far during this uh last three weeks um i, I mean i when i said that it was kind of like uh, whatever you know it, it, it you, you're a defensive player at BYU. It's it's okay. There's there's a, a certain system that's in place. The quarterback gets all the attention. You know the head coach gets gets some attention too. 
even with his dancing, you know, but the, um, all the stuff, I mean, we're just gonna, listen, uh, they, they know what, they know what's, what's been said about them and, and they understand it. They go against one of the best offenses in the country, and 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 I think they're they're doing really well. We'll just have to see. It's hard to to gauge on what I'm seeing right now. I like what we we have. I want to see it in game time. It's a, it's a whole nother deal. We want to simulate game. Um, it, it's it's some guys step up and, and when the lights are on and, and when it's live, um, and, and and some guys have a hard time adjusting. You know so. Uh, until we get to that game, it's going to be hard to, to, to gauge it. We try to simulate as much game type um, environment as we can, but it's just another deal, you know. W what we're doing is sparring. When you get into the into the actual match and the fight and and and, and the game, then 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 strategy comes in on how do you adjust. So we feel like we have the right pieces, and uh, we feel like we're playing some chess with with how we're we're working in the program, and we'll see what happens. We'll see how, how much it'll pay off uh, on September 3rd. I feel really good about where we're headed. Obviously, we did some things in the off season and did some things during fall camp to adjust our schedule and, and to. to allow our players to be physical and, and, and to get better in the game of football, but also find our, ourselves in, in the best position to be healthy. And that's hard to do when you're playing violent football like we, we do. And let's see what happens. I think that's the only time we'll, we'll, we'll judge it all on that one game. And then for a week, you guys can talk about how great or how horrible all three phases are. And, and, and then, then we'll go for, and then we'll have another week to, to change your minds and you know, just, the fans have an expectation that they, they want from our, our team on our three, all three phases from the head coach and from the players and and hopefully we can we can match them because uh, we want to make all our fans and, and, and Cougar Nation happy. There you go, BYU head coach Kalani Satake, and he had some fun with that final answer. But I think the best thing in that, he said that you'll be able to judge us on how we play. And that's the biggest thing is that we're all armchair analysts. I'm out there as an armchair analyst in the media. Many of you out there are armchair analysts as, as a fan. He knows that there is pressure on this squad, particularly on this defense. And now what I can tell you is based on my conversations, this goes back across the last three weeks or so of training camp for the BYU football program, is that the BYU defense has actually held its own against BYU's offense in many circumstances and in certain instances has downright won the battles they have gone up against. I would expect BYU is going to play a lot of man coverage, at least that's the hope for BYU with guys like D'Angelo Mandel and Caleb Hayes healthy and ready to go. Gabe Judy Lally is also going to be in the mix with that. Uh, on the highlights from this scrimmage, it looked like he had an interception as did D'Angelo Mandel. So there is a lot of speed on the back end of this BYU defense. Kalani Satake did say that Ammon Hanneman is uh, currently atop the depth chart. Excuse me, it was Elisa Tuiaki uh, said that Ammon Hanneman is atop the depth chart alongside uh, Malik Moore in the safety position. So uh, I think that the BYU defense, yeah, they have had a lot of pressure heaped upon them, a lot of criticism, a lot leveled at them, all that stuff from last year. I think that this defense is being underrated right now going into the season. Obviously, I can say that right now. Uh, no, nobody's seen them actually play a game. They've only been going up against each other in practice. And we're going to find out in a very, very short amount of time when they take on USF and obviously the season progresses. The biggest thing is it feels like for this entire team, and this goes for the offense and the defense, let me add this, is that health, we saw it last year, health is absolutely critical to any success that BYU wants to have this 
this year. The defense last year went off a cliff when injuries hit that linebacking core in particular. There were other injuries at defensive tackle, guys like Caden Hawes and Atunais and Mahe got banged up, not, not necessarily season-ending injuries like Keenan Peely and Peyton Wilgar and Chaz Ayu all endured, but when the injuries hit, BYU suffered. Same thing on the offense. When Jaron Hall went down, Baylor Romney came in and was really, really good, but they, they lost an element with a guy like Jaron Hall out. The health for BYU, especially considering they're facing another season this year of 10 straight games, 10 straight weeks without a bye. Uh, very few teams will ever endure this. BYU's going to endure it two seasons in a row. They will play 10 straight games before they get a bye week. Health is of paramount importance for BYU. So I completely understand why BYU's been very, very quick to give guys the requisite time they feel like they need to get healthy in this training camp. They know that they can't have guys going into the season being banged up because they have 10 straight weeks of just absolutely brutal punishing games upcoming. Four of them against top 20 teams. Some of the most physical football that these guys will ever experience in their lives, especially at the college level, are coming up on this campaign. And that that that's the biggest thing is you've got to stay as healthy as possible. And the hope is, is that the, 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 I'm crossing my fingers, knocking on my wood desk here, uh, that the injury bug is actually flips on its head this year and actually gives BYU the benefit of the doubt as compared to what it, as, as seemingly what it's been uh, during some of the other parts of Kalani Satake's tenure, especially last year, especially on the defense. So health is absolutely critical for BYU, and I actually really like the fact that they came out of training camp with no season-ending injuries. That's a very, very good thing for the BYU football program. All right, you heard uh, him answer the question about the NIL deal, the the re-upping of the deal with Bilt Bar. We'll talk about what the new uh, things that are going into that. There's actually some new elements to the NIL deal that the Bilt branded companies has established with BYU. We'll talk about that and also talk about one of the more famous games in BYU football history. Today is the anniversary of the earliest game BYU's ever played in their football history, August 24th. We'll talk about all that here in just a moment. First, a word on our friends over at Intercap Lending. There's a reason that no lender in the state of Utah helps more families here with their mortgage needs than our Intercap Lending. The reason? Intercap gets deals done, my friends. They feature a quick and simple process. They close loans two weeks faster than the industry average, and although fast is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process for you, the consumer. Any of you out there have been through the home buying process, the refinancing financing process, no matter what the process is with regards to a mortgage, you know how tedious it can be. That's what uh, our good friends over at Intercap, they're here to kind of get rid of all that and make it as seamless as possible. That's what Steve Carter, Locked On's personal loan officer over Intercap Lending, wants to help you guys out with. He'd love to help you guys out along with the other hundreds of Locked On listeners he's helped so far since 2018. Yes, he's been doing this for a long time and he'd love to help you guys out as well. Reach out to him anytime you got questions, no matter how simple the question might be. You're saying, okay, what's the interest rates today? Well, he can answer that question for you guys. He's got a direct line he's given us. You can reach out to him. 385-800-8528. That is 385-800-8528. I can promise you you will not find a more responsive loan officer. If you want to email him, you can do that. S. Carter at intercaplending.com. He'd love nothing more than to meet up with you guys, get you the answers to the questions you need, and get you on the way to taking care of your home loan process. Uh, Intercap has been with us here on Locked On Cougars for well over a year now, but they are not a new fly-by-night organization. They've got 44 years of experience behind them. They're licensed in more than 40 states nationwide. If you don't happen to live here along the Wasatch Front, they'd be 
happy to help you guys nationwide as well. So once again, reach out to Steve Carter, 385-800-8528. When you mention Catch, you heard uh, me talk about it, or you mentioned the Locked On Cougars podcast, you get a corporate rate discount as well. So we're helping you guys out on that end. So reach out to Steve, 385-800-8528, or go to intercaplending.com to learn more. Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. Uh, Big news yesterday with the official announcement of Built Bar re-upping their NIL agreement with the BYU football program. And for a refresher for some of you who may not be aware, it's a deal that affects all 123 members of the BYU football program, including the 36 walk-ons in the program. They are getting a check from Built Bar that ostensibly is supposed to pay uh, for their tuition at school for the upcoming uh, two semesters. Uh, they can use it for whatever they want. Though. There's, there's no uh, clear directive that you have to use it uh, for school, but most of the guys are doing that, and that's actually a huge, huge leg up for each of these walk-ons in the BYU football program. Unless the scholarship players feel a little myth, they're actually getting just spending cash, straight cash money from Built Bar as well via this name, image, and likeness deal. And the best part is there's two new additions to this this year in this NIL agreement is they have launched the Cougar Tell uh, Built Bar. Uh, I'm excited to try it myself. I have not had an opportunity to try it quite yet. Uh, by the way, in the interest of full disclosure, Built Bar is a sponsor here on the Locked On Podcast Network. So if you want to save some money when you get your uh, Cougar Tell Built Bars, just use the promo code LOCKEDON15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-1-5. A shameless plug. Uh, Locked On 15 for 15% off your order. But another 15% of all the sales from that Cougar Tell Built Bar are going directly back to the BYU football program and the BYU athletics department. Think about that. You're contributing to BYU in a myriad of ways, obviously, with season tickets and all that stuff. But if you're going to want to enjoy one of these built bars, and it's a built puffs, it's actually the more light and airy version of these built bars. Uh, the best part is 15% of that goes directly back into the pockets of the BYU student athletes on the football program as well as a percentage going to the BYU athletics department. This is a phenomenal, phenomenal thing. The other thing from this, uh, Nick Greer, the CEO of the Built Branded Companies, said they're also going to be doing a partnership uh, to help feed the hungry out there. This is a really, really cool thing. That's the one thing about BYU is this is a program they talk about all the time. They're built on love and learn, love it a program built on love and learning and they have added what they now uh, include the Built for Good campaign is seeking to end childhood hunger supplying food for kids in need. The BYU football program each one of these uh, members of the program are going to be involved in this effort to help eradicate childhood hunger through the uh, Built for Good campaign. This is a phenomenal, phenomenal thing that Built Bar and Nick Greer are doing. I for one, I tip my cap to Nick Greer. He wants to take care of the BYU football program. He wants to make sure all these athletes are able to really just bear down and focus on football. That's that's their job, and he wants to make it as easy as possible. Obviously, they got to handle their schoolwork. Some of them are married. Some of them are uh, fathers. All that stuff goes into it. But the financial concerns, especially when it comes to the walk-ons in the BYU football program, lifting that burden off of their shoulders, that's an incredible, incredible gesture. And once again, just a big tip of the cap to Nick Greer and the Built Branded Companies. And once again, if you want to help support BYU football, get out there, order your uh, Cougar Tail version of the Built puffs. I, like I said, I, I'm going to order this. I might be even giving some away. I'm not probably going to order a couple boxes and may give some away here on the podcast. I, I'm that bullish on it. And the best part is that 15% going directly right back into the program, giving these players even more money, man, 
That's an incredible gesture from the Built Brand of Companies and Nick Greer. All right, final thing before we go on today's show is August 24th, 1996, all the way back in the mid-1990s. It is the earliest date BYU football has played a game uh, based on the records that I had on hand. And obviously, many of you probably can remember this game just by me mentioning it, but Texas A&M and BYU in the college kickoff classic, or whatever they called it uh, way back when, BYU hosted number 13-ranked Texas A&M at at what was then Cougar Stadium, it's now Lavelle Edwards Stadium, on August 24th, 1996. It's actually the game, well, okay, there are two games I can vividly remember uh, from my early childhood. 1994, the Copper Bowl, when BYU absolutely blasted Oklahoma. I can remember watching that one on on TV. The first game vividly that I remember from my childhood being in attendance at in person and I can tell you where I was at, etc. All the details of that game is this game. Texas A&M BYU. I was sitting in the West Stands about the 50-yard line, second row. And before you say, well, how in the world did you get those tickets, Jake? I've got a family connection that hooked us up with those tickets and I, for one, will never sit in better seats, I feel like, than those seats. But to sit there and watch BYU, Steve Sarkeesian in particular, absolutely Absolutely torch Texas A&M RC Slocum squad. Just they were all built on defense. That when I think was still the star middle linebacker. If you remember uh, that name from way back when for Texas A&M, they came in thinking they were all high and mighty, ranked number thirteen in the country. BYU was unranked going into the season, but BYU goes out there and just absolutely uh, went toe to toe with Texas A&M. Sark finished with thirty three uh, thirty three completions on forty four attempts, six touchdowns against one interception, and oh by the way, five hundred and thirty six yards and this play uh, obviously Brent Musburger as you'll hear momentarily was the one that won the game for BYU here you go now they show a regular rush The KO punch, folks. That play, man, what a legendary play. Obviously, uh, BYU was in a shootout in that game, but it's one of those legendary games. Uh, Big ups, by the way, to the BYU Cougars YouTube feed. That's where I got that uh, clip. And a big thank you, by the way, to BYU Video, Brandon to Spain and company for letting me use those clips uh, from both Kalane Sitake as well as Aaron Roderick on today's show. BYU Media, their in-house media team, especially led by guys like Brandon to Spain, they're second to none, folks. So big thank you to them and big thank you to the BYU Cougars uh, YouTube feed for that clip. One of those famous plays that everybody who was in attendance at that game or watching on TV will forever remember that call. The KO punch from Brent Musburger. What a classic, classic call. We'll do more of this as the season progresses. I I think this is fun. I can pull some of these highlights as we go along here and play them on various shows. We'll we'll try and uh, celebrate some of the great wins in BYU history throughout this upcoming season as well as hopefully celebrating a lot of big wins for BYU throughout the upcoming 20 2022 season. So that's going to do it for today's edition of the show. A lot of good stuff there. Hope you guys enjoyed it. A big thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys taking the time to check out the show. Want to encourage you guys now to get over and check out the Locked On Big 12 a podcast. Josh Neighbors, make sure you're up to speed on everything with regards to the Big 12 Conference, BYU's future con- conference home. He'll get you up to speed on all of that uh, wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube for free, just like you get this podcast. Until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 24th, 2022. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. See ya.